Welcome to the High Profit Event Show. My name is Rudy Rodriguez, founder of the Virtual Event Sales Team and Wingman Coaching Worldwide. We provide world-class self-support services with integrity. And on this podcast, we interview successful event leaders and service providers that have led or supported profitable events online and off. Each episode will run for about 20 to 30 minutes, so stay tuned. Hey, Rudy Rodriguez here, your host of the High Profit Event Show. And on today's episode, we have a really special guest with us today, uh, Miss Kristen from Your Mommy Income. Welcome, Kristen. Hi. Hey, hey, and I apologize, I, I misspoke. It's actually money income, sorry, mommyincome.com. And uh, Kristen, we're excited to have you on the show today. And uh, one of the reasons that I'm excited to have you here is because you have a proven track record of nearly 19 years in business uh, in the e-commerce space, having started as a, you know, a mom that needed to create some supplemental income for her family um, because her husband had a construction job that had you know long winters. And now here you are 19 years later running a seven-figure business for many years now and teaching um, people how to do the same thing that you did and having run events uh, as being one of the most exciting parts of your business since 2017. So really excited to have you share with us on the show how you're converting 75% of those event attendees into clients. I'm so excited. Thank you for the invite. And I'm excited to share all that I have learned so that other people can do the same because it really is such an exciting way to bring in new clients, meet new people and keep them around. Yeah, absolutely. And then Kristen, it's always nice, um, you know, to uh, share with the uh, our audience here a little bit about your background, like what got you into e-commerce? I know I mentioned it briefly, but you want to share a little bit of that, your story and uh, and eventually what got you into doing events sure thing so i started uh, e-commerce uh, kind of out of necessity uh, we were a young family uh, married right outside of high school high school sweethearts if you will uh, my husband's a little bit older but he was in commercial construction and you know always working hard and long hours uh, for the summer and spring and fall but winter seems to be a little bit longer here in the midwest we're from the michigan area and so um, we always have long winters and there was always this need for this supplemental income from time to time you know just being a young family and having a couple of kids um, made it really difficult because I wanted to be able to stay at home with them. So we wanted to be kind of a family and not be passing in the night or, you know, doing that sort of things while the kids were young. And so I discovered e-commerce uh, at the time. It was still fairly new to flip things on eBay. And so I kind of started there. And then as I grew and kind of fell in love with the business, uh, Amazon came about and allowed 30 third party sellers. Of course, they were a major bookstore for many years and then expanded into the everything store. And my business has kind of grown and expanded from eBay onto uh, Amazon and I've been there ever since. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. And in 2017, um, you uh, I, you mentioned to me prior that you had been an attendee of many events. Um, you had been speaking at events and, and then you saw a need um, for your people, right, to come together and have some in-person learning. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about your journey that, that uh, led you to your first event? 
Absolutely. So one of the first things uh, I started teaching in, in 2014, at, at participating in some Facebook groups and things like that, sharing my experiences and my successes with e-commerce, um, you know, stirred up a little bit of attention and I was invited to be on several different shows and webinars and, and people asking me to share what I've learned and, and that turned into Mommy Income, which is my teaching platform. So as I was beginning to do that and realizing that you know, I wanted to speak and share more of my story and my strategies, um, to bigger audiences. And so I started to apply for different speaking opportunities and was able to um, be a speaker and be featured in, in several different events. But I still real I realized that I really wasn't impacting the people that I really wanted to impact. I feel like my passion was growing in the way that I was able to come from foreclosure and uh, $50,000 of debt to a seven figure business in e-commerce that I really wanted to share that story and bring some hope and some real success and practical things to people. And I feel like I wasn't able to do that as one of 20 or 30 speakers, say at a conference. Um, I wasn't impacting the amount of people I wanted to impact in a specific way, which was really help people um, grow their businesses and have the successes they want on, on a personal level. And so as I was analyzing what the options were out there and, and, and thinking about being speaker and everything else, I realized that the best way to really Im impact the people I want to impact was to hold my own event, my own conference of some sort. And at first I thought it might be a conference and then realized there was a little bit of holes in the market there as far as the hands-on teaching. People didn't just want to come and be spoken to and take some notes and kind of be fire hosed with 15 different speakers and all of their information. A lot of the people I spoke with were like, well, I wish I could just have an hour to actually do some of this work hands on and try to figure out how it all works. And a light bulb went off in my head and thought, now that is something I can actually do. I can create a situation or a event where people can come and actually do the work and have the hands on experience and walk away with results. And so so I aimed to create an event that was going to fill that gap for the people that I was speaking to. Awesome. Great. Yeah. And then your first event, you did it, right? You put it on. Um, tell us a little bit about that first event. How many people, uh, well, always curious to know how you promoted it, right? And people want to know how do you fill the event and kind of how many people were there. Just tell us a little bit about that first experience. I know that first experience is probably very unique. Maybe a lot of lessons learned that first time. And, I'm, and I know now you're way better <laughs> having done it, you know, five plus years. Certainly. So really what, what's really important about an event and the marketing and filling the spots is really understanding the pain points of the people that you're serving. If you know your clients well, if you know your customers or even just your audience, maybe they're not even your customers yet and you want them to be or you want them to be more part of your, your event. You need to understand what motivates them and what is causing them to want to learn from you to the for, to begin with. They have a problem, they have a need that you can fill that gap for them. And because of that, if you the more that you know them, <clears throat> excuse me. The more that you know them and their pain points and their struggles and the the needs that they have, the more you can create an event that that meets their needs. And so one of the ways I was able to market that is, or first of all, I spent many years building an audience from scratch. Every single week I'm showing up and giving my clients and my, my listeners, my audience, um, really good content that they can take action on. And because they have learned to 
um, receive that content on a regular basis, they they want more of that and they, they learn to trust you. And when they learn to trust you, um, when you say you've got something to teach them, they want to learn. So <clears throat> one of the most important things is really having having a really good knowledge of who you're serving and what need you're going to meet for them. And then the marketing is really starting early. That is one of the biggest things I would say of filling the spots of your event is to start earlier than even you're comfortable with. Sometimes you just have to have a location and kind of a, a loose agenda to have a waiting list and then a say or a save the date. Maybe people aren't putting their money in just yet, but they have a waiting list or a save the date so that when you are actually ready to uh, roll it out that you have plenty of time for people to make travel arrangements and things like that. So I think timing is really important next to your messaging, knowing who you're serving and exactly the needs you're going to meet for them. Yeah, what I'm getting from that is uh, start as early as you can, even if it's saving the date um, and just booking a reservation at a location um, and then figuring it out. <laughs> right? um, that's that's great. Um, can never can never have enough runway to promote an event. Um, great. So you had your first event, and uh, in that first event, what would you say are some of like the because uh, it's the first time the lessons that you learned that that first time around? I think the le one of the lessons that we learned was keeping it keeping the curriculum simple, not feeling like you have to teach all the things all in one day all at the same time you know if you're doing an eight hour workshop that's what we were teaching is like a full day workshop and what we realized in the beginning was number one we were trying to teach too much in one day and not just some key concepts that people could really walk away with their you know several basics rather than trying to cram a 40 hour course work into one day so that was one of the first mistakes that we made was was trying to um, teach too much in one day, um, having, having more of a focus. And then the second thing we learned was that printed material is underrated. <laughs> um, a lot of people really like uh, workbooks and um, sheets that they can write on, notes, things like that. It's something that they can really uh, take away and fill in the blank kind of a thing because there's just so much information in one day that you learn, whether it's a it's a conference type style, a summit style, or even a workshop. There's so much information and we're not going to retain all of it all at once. So having some sort of printed material, whether it's a copy of your slide presentations plus a, a written material, um, that was a number one request we got at the first workshop that we did not provide that we then have provided ever since we after the first event we created a workbook that goes along with our event and that changed the game for so many people so that was something that we didn't do in the beginning that now is has been perfected that's great feedback yeah have that workbook um have those deliverables physical you said it's underrated people like to have mm -hmm. that tangible i actually remember one of the first workshops i attended um, it was an online marketing workshop and I remember they gave me a little binder and that perceived value of having that binder with those notes and all that was just high. I think I still have it somewhere today. <laughs> yeah. Um, very cool. Thank you for that. And, um, so let's fast forward a little bit to, you know, you've done, you were doing about four a year of these workshops and until COVID, um, but you've restarted since, um, Maybe you want to share about your what you've learned and kind of where you're at now with your events. Like, how do you currently promote your events? How do you currently run your events? Like, and at the end of the day, how are you getting? How are you converting seventy five percent of your attendees into 
into clients? I mean, that's, I think that's really uh, the, the magic question everybody wants to know. Yeah, that's definitely the magic. Okay, that was that was a lot of questions all at once. So I'm like trying to digest each one. Let's do, we'll do one at a time. Okay. I, th- I have responsibility for that. So um, that was your first event. So you've done many since then. Um, let's talk about what's working for you right now. So for your most recent events that you've done, you know, and I think this year you've done one or two. Um, what worked for you as far as how you promoted those events? The promotion of the event of the events is a lot of the teasing and the coming soon and the add it to the calendar and save the date and join the wait list. So we have had because I mean this this works whether you've been doing it five years or or none. Creating a buzz or creating the drama or creating the uh, FOMO, if you will, about an event, saying this is limited. That was that's one of our marketing strategies is that we aren't for everyone. We are not open to everyone and. I like to give my clients and my people a lot more intimate attention, which costs a little bit more and is also uh, very limited. So because of that, um, there, we are very unapologetic about how many spots we have available. And that really creates a lot of buzz because if you're one of the 24 that want to come to this conference and whether it's four times a year or six or wherever, um, you know, you've got to sign up early because they sell out. And uh, that's something that we, we say on a regular basis, they have all sold out. And so because of that, it's it's definitely a selling point. Um, but you even if you haven't held an event, you can say this will sell out and be confident knowing that you are doing your best to provide the best information for people. So the marketing is internal. Most of it is email, but a lot of it is podcast. So I have a podcast every single week without fail. There is a episode. And because of that, we're very strategic about our advertising and when i say advertising we have internal advertising and we have external advertising and when we have an event coming we have uh i let people know that it's there and it's available and that they have a limited time to grab that and it's just a genuine thing i share a lot of testimonials even if you only have one client saying something even if it's a testimonial not about your event but just about you or your level of teaching or whatever it is you're bringing to the table testimonials are really important for other people especially if they're spending over a thousand dollars on something that is definitely a price point where people start to really think I don't know about this. Is this really going to be a good use of my time, money, and energy? And so they want to hear from other people like them that say, hey, I've been to this event. It's life-changing, or I found my breakthrough, or this teacher is easy to understand. Whatever testimonials you can get from any client anywhere really helps to promote because people want they're looking for confidence. They're looking for security. They're looking to not waste their money. And they want to make sure that this is the best use of their time and resources and testimonials really help that. So that really has helped us work. And since the beginning up until now, we've evolved gathering those testimonials. While we are in person at the event, one of my team members will grab people and say, hey, can we talk to you about your experience? How's it going so far? What have you learned? What is the takeaway? Can we get this on camera? Can we record it? Can you write a statement? Any of these things, we help them give us what we need for marketing. So using being intentional about that while you're in an event, also for the next event is gathering that marketing because now what markets for us is all of the customers and clients who have come to previous events and the clip on facebook will be or youtube will be one of my clients telling people about their experience at my event rather than me telling them why they should come i have other people telling them why they should come and what they've learned 
Yeah, uh, it's one of the most powerful forces of influence is social proof. It's it's the shortcut in people's heads. It's like if other people, I found value from this. Other people, are, you know, everybody wants to get in the long line, or, or you know, and and then you have a uh, the scarcity uh, with hey, there's only 24 spots, so which is legitimate, right? And it's a real thing, and you honor that. Um, there's nothing more motivating to people than a rapidly diminishing supply of something that they desire or they want. So I think between that social proof, what I'm hearing, and the scarcity, and then you know a few other factors, like I can see how you fill up your events quite you know fully. That's that's excellent. Thank you. Any other comments to share or secret sauce on how you uh, promote and sell well, this, your? Well, the secret product? sauce we wanted to get to was converting those clients that come in there um, to to something else, and I think that that's another that is another forward thinking intention that if you have an event that needs to be considered for the ongoing client relationship. So people go come to your event and then you just drop them off at the bus station and never see them again. Most of the time, the people that are they're coming to an event that you're holding specifically to see or hear from you, they want to continue the conversation. They're probably going to have more questions than answers at the end because they're excited and they're learning and they're writing everything down and they're absorbing. But then they go home and they sit there for a while and they think, oh, where's the question? How can I get how can I continue the conversation? And most people want to continue the conversation. And so after the first event, we learned this. We learned that people are like, well, this was so great and we loved it and we want to continue talking to you and other people. Like, where can we gather again is kind of where they what they were asking. And so immediately for me, I saw that as opportunity. I said, well, if they're wanting to gather and continue this conversation, not only with each other, but also with me and my team, we need to create a place for that. And so we created a membership group where it's not on Facebook, but I mean, that's part of it, but like we created offsite so that people could come and specifically talk about these e-commerce strategies that we're teaching them and they have questions and they wanna to talk to other people and bounce ideas off of each other. And that's what people were really wanting, the, the community and more learning and more specific question and answers and access to you as a leader. That's what they want. They want to be able to have access to you. And so after, the first event we realized we needed this space we created a membership site which is a paying membership for people only advanced students who have come through our program and are ready to continue growing our it, it's a membership it's application only so it's not just open for anyone anytime to come it's you have to be um, a good member of the community and part of the team and you have to qualify and the qualifying um, brings quality continual members in there. And I would say the 70, between 70 and 80% of the people that come to the workshops in person, they learn, they join the membership group. They come in and they're like, we wanna continue the conversation. And I said, great, we have a place for you. We have a special offer for you. And I present this at the end of my event. Every single time to close the event, we do a Q&A and I say, you know, I'm so thankful for everyone coming here. This doesn't end here. We are gonna continue this journey together and this is how and before people walk out the door we have a way for them to continue the conversation with us and it, it it's very very powerful even in that moment people are inspired they want to continue learning from you and that's a real a way to continue the conversation with your top clients yeah absolutely that's great um you know in, in a way i had a mentor that once made this comment and and it stuck with me it said you have an event you're solving one problem but in a way you're also creating another problem and uh in that 
now people have new frustrations, new challenges, new things that they, they didn't even know they had before the event. And they want to have someone that they can, that can help them navigate, help them implement, help them get past those stucks after the event. And uh, I'm a big believer personally that um, the event is where the transformation begins, but it's not until, unless they commit to mastery and getting ongoing support beyond the event that they're really going to have the most likelihood of getting those results and having that transformation become permanent in their businesses and their lives. So it's so awesome that you found a way to continue the conversation for over 75% of your uh, attendees. Yeah. yeah, it's been uh, it's been such a journey to be able to continue. And now it's like they, they come as strangers and leave as friends. That really is how it feels when we when we're getting together. Even a lot of the groups have spinoff groups of their own where they've you know, formed lifelong friendships with each other from coming and just working side by side. So it's so powerful. So I guess just wrapping that up, it would really be whether it's a membership group or something else, be ready to help them in the next step of their journey, because they don't often just come and stay and leave and never see you again. They they want to continue the journey with you. So I, my suggestion there would just be have a, a place that they can go after this and not just drop them off at the event and leave them. Definitely. I mean, it's okay. I'd love to ask a few clarifying questions because this sure. is really interesting, right? Um, so your membership program, you said you, you offer it at the end of the event. Um, like when specifically is it, uh, by the way, is your event two days, three days? How was your normal format? We have a, well, it's actually, we do kind of do three, three days, but not full days. So usually the, it's a Friday evening, Friday evening, we have a meet and greet cocktail party where I just go, there's no teaching. It's just whoever's getting involved. We, we get together for a couple of hours and I just get to meet people for the first time and just chat with them, get to know them. They all know me, right? They all know you if you're the host of the, the event. Um, so I like to just get to know them more and just kind of be present with them. It makes teaching easier the following day when I have just got shoulder to shoulder with people and asked them some questions about their life, their business, what they like, what they enjoy. It helps give me reference points. And then the day number two is hands-on workshopping. We ha I have very little lecture and very much interactive group work. People are putting specific products together. We're doing research together within that day. Um, and usually we provide uh, coffee and small breakfast in the morning and we provide lunch and then um, everyone's on their own after that for dinner and then the, the third day as unique to us is I usually do my workshops uh, coinciding with uh, trade shows so that I can help my clients um, break the barrier of communication that they have with their e-commerce vendors that they're looking to uh, do business with. So I do personal trade show walkthroughs with groups of people, four or five people or so, and we um, go through trade shows together for an hour and we talk about the different things and how you speak with them and how, you know, I got them a form that they fill out, you know, just different actual tactile things they can do to um, communicate with their vendors. So that's kind of generally what our event is. And I think that that beginning is really helpful to kind of get to know some people. So you have some reference points and um, I, I present the offer 
at the end of day two, after all of the training and teaching and we come together and we have kind of a, so how was your day kind of like vulnerable talk? And we say, what was challenging? What did you guys struggle with today? What kind of breakthroughs did you have? And then after that, when everyone's just jazzed and fired up and really like, this was so awesome, I'm going to say, but wait, there's more. And that's kind of where, when they're in that happy place of they've gotten the breakthroughs they wanted that day and they really have learned and so excited, that's when I really present the let's continue the conversation and become a member of this community so we can still we can continue what we're doing here this doesn't have to end and that's kind of how i present it in a way that they're like yes we don't want this to end because everyone's kind of at their they're at that um, top of the mountain feeling when they're in an event that's kind of what events are for and so we have to capitalize on that in the moment and that has been the best way we've tried it other ways where we've had a mini you know offer and just said hey if you're thinking about it here's this and follow up with email and it just doesn't have the same effect if we really just have that invitation there and have a place for them to say you can sign up for this right now after you leave today it you know the price sometimes changes but it's never about price it really is just about we need to get you here immediately and so i have my team member at the back of the room before people are leaving basically like here, like, are you going to join the hub? If so, this is how, say on this QR code and you're in. Um, so we have it set up intentionally to have people sign up on their way out. Perfect, that's the goal that we're looking for there yeah. is like when, how, process and the reasons why. So what I heard you say is Friday evening, Saturday, Sunday, so end of day two, uh, Friday evening's recession, but end of day two, um, once they've had some challenges and you get them present to, hey, how's your day been? What's been difficult? Let's continue the conversation. Um, by the way, like we have a way to support you beyond this and encouraging them to sign up right here, right now and go to the back of the room, see your team member, scan the QR code, get in now. Um, and I think that's the important thing to to emphasize here is um, because I have a experience that people put off making decisions as long as they can. And so we give them enough reasons, logical and emotional to do it right here, right now. And otherwise it's, it doesn't happen. Right. Um, so thank you for, uh, for clarifying that your membership program. Is it a uh, three months, six months, 12 months indefinite? Like what, what's, what's the container look like? It's ongoing. So it doesn't have a specific, you know, we have uh, a couple of payment options, um, but it, besides that, it's either just monthly or annually, and it just comes with a specific set of benefits. Number one, the biggest benefit is that I offer a coaching and mentorship program, you know, outside of this, um, usually at an hourly or annual rate. And that's significantly reduced as part of the monthly membership. So one of that is the group coaching that a lot of people really are signing up as that part of the benefit. But also part of the benefit is uh, direct access to me and the questions that I can answer for them. And also we do monthly trainings. Uh, so that's something that's just part of the benefit is that it's student led. So they suggest, hey, we need to learn about this. We need a video about this. We don't know how to do this. And so I, I respond with the training that they're asking for. So it's very student led. And so it's, it's, I'm just not putting out a bunch of content I think that they want or need. I'm actually asking them, what do you want to learn next? And then that's what I teach them. So it, it keeps people around because they really feel heard, listened to, and they're getting the education that they need. So uh, that helps create the um, like lower a churn rate, if you will, on, on a, a membership type thing. But, you know, just really listening to your people and asking them 
very upfront, very bluntly, what do you need? What are your struggles? How can I help you? And when you ask people that and they answer you and you can deliver that, that's how you can keep those conversion rates high and keep them. I don't have to have a million clients. I just need to have a handful of really happy ones. Yeah. Yeah. I keep coming back over and over and over again. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's wonderful. Um, hey, we have a few minutes left on today's episode. And uh, by the way, everything you share have been really valuable. Appreciate those extra details you put in there. Um, I love that. Just uh, chat a little bit on the personal side um, for a moment here. I did see that on your website that you have a book that you released in 2020 called uh, Dream Big, uh, Steph Small. So congratulations on that. You'd like to share just a little bit about that book for the audience? Sure. So Dream Big Step Small was born out of, I don't know, four years of putting it off. <laughs> I, I actually at an event um, of a mentor that I actually really respected and finally got to meet in person, I was talking about his new book. And as I was sharing some stories about what is, you know, part of my journey, he's like, um, when are you going to write a book? And I had never considered it. I was like, no one wants to hear from me. I'm not like you, you know, as of course we make these instant comparisons in our mind. And then I thought, well, why not me? And why not tell this story? Because I really want people to understand that no matter where you come from, whether you, I mean, and part of my story is um, that even though I was building a wonderful business and had this wonderful family, um, my husband was injured at work and that was still our main bread and butter at the time when my business was smaller and we lost everything. We lost our home to foreclosure. We almost had to live in our car. We had three kids. We had um, injuries that, you know, his injury wasn't, it was a almost career ending and then you know most people think that you just get state aid or you get to workers comp and everything's fine but that wasn't our story and we just um due to all kinds of different legal complications it it wasn't the way most people paint that sort of picture and so coming from nothing coming from starting all over and trying it all again and trying to keep your head above water um is just to bring hope for people that no matter what situation you're in you can dig yourself out with a big enough shovel and a big enough determination to make it work. And I just feel like if that story can even help one person, but I'm also very, very practical. I really like, okay, tell me about the how you can tell me all the sunshines and rainbows and the hoopla and the motivation, which I all love that too. But let me give me the steps. I'm all about the steps. And what I realized is that I never had big lofty goals. I didn't have to make a million dollars. I just wanted to make the next hundred. So when you can see the very first step in front of you, you can take small steps towards your dreams. And I small stepped my way out of $50,000 of debt, out of foreclosure and into a million dollars. It didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen. Uh, it's just a lot of really, really small steps. So it's just, uh, it's not really the Amazon journey. It's not a memoir. It really is a lot of practical ways. If you have a dream, you can get to it. You need patience, consistency, and small steps. So that's kind of the book in a, in a nutshell. Awesome. I love that you share that. And um, there's a quote for me that that resonates and reminds me of what you're talking about. It says, I often can overestimate what I can do in a short period of time and underestimate what can be done in a long period of time and just taking those small steps along the way. Um, that mental shift for me is what made a big difference for me um, a few years ago when I started thinking longer picture and smaller steps. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it's <laughs> a life changer. Small steps. Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll include it in the show notes for our, our attendees um, so that they can... Um, also go and, you know, get your book. It's also on uh, Amazon and Kindle as well as paperback, but we'll put a link directly to it for attendees. And you also have a podcast that you release weekly. What's the name of your podcast? 
The podcast is called The Amazon Files, and I did want to mention that if I know a lot of podcast listeners, I like audio. The book is also available on uh, Audible, so if you're a listener more than a reader, that's an option as well. But yeah, The Amazon Files podcast is my weekly show. I teach all about e-commerce and entrepreneurship, and uh, it's, it's just a great show. I'd love people to give it a listen. Awesome. The Amazon Files on podcasts. Great. And then, of course, your main website is uh, mommyincome.com, so people can go there as well to learn more about what you do. Um, and uh, I want to ask one last question before we wrap up. It's, it's I just always love to you know, ask personal questions. Um, for you, what is your next uh, summit that you want to overcome? What's like the next milestone or goal that you have in your business? Like, what what is that for you? I think for me, it really is breaking away or adding, I guess, uh, additional um, topics. I In 20 years in e-commerce, I love e-commerce and I'm doing really, really well at e-commerce, but I've learned so much along the way as far as um, the influence you can have with podcasts and YouTube and just creating businesses in general and uh, all of the experiences I have that I, I want to share beyond my Amazon experience. And so that is the next big challenge for me is moving into, I don't know if it's an additional or a replacement eventually, but uh, moving into talking more about those strategies and topics, because that's just what lights my soul on fire. I love, um, I have lots of ideas and strategies in business, what, what, no matter the industry. And so I'd love to be able to share more of, of those ideas and strategies beyond the e-commerce space. Very cool. Yeah, taking all that experience and expanding on different topics. Well, thank you again, Kristen, for being a guest on our show. Really appreciate you being on today. And for our listeners, uh, be sure to uh, like the episode, leave a review, share it with someone who you think will find value from this. Um, and again, thank you so much, Kristen, for being on today. So with that being said, we'll go ahead and call it a wrap. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the High Profit Event Show. If you are a seminar leader or thought leader or event service provider who has led or supported profitable, successful events to over 100 people and you've been effective at enrollment into your high-end coaching, education, mastermind tech programs, we're looking for guests. Love to have you on the show. You can go to our website, virtualeventsalesteam.com, click on the podcast tab and submit an application to be on our show. Also, if you found the show to be valuable, share it with someone who you think might benefit from it. Take a moment, please leave a review and also subscribe if you haven't already. And lastly, if you have an upcoming uh, event, whether it be virtual or in person, and you'd like to have a conversation about how to fill your coaching, education, mastermind programs fast using events, you're welcome to book a complimentary 15 minute uh, consult with either myself or a member of my team on our website virtualeventsalesteam.com. Again, this is Rudy Rodriguez, and congratulations on investing the time to listen to this episode. I hope it's been valuable. Have a great day.